1: Hello and welcome to deep cuts lost and found this is round number 38 we are looking at the year 2004 this is a podcast with a bunch of best friends we all graduated from needham high school in needham massachusetts way back in 1987. i'm here with bill Federico, derek brain chris nashawadi and rich air and myself thomas golovich we've all collected two of our favorite overlooked songs from the year 2004 and we're sharing them with you welcome to the show Okay, as mentioned, the year is 2004. Let's talk first about history. Who is handling history this week? Uh, I think that would be me. Elisa Durgo. let's hear what happened in the year 2004.
2: Well, as usual, I'll take a rather random walk down memory lane. But for me, there's really just one headline. I think Nash will agree. It's the Sox winning the World Series. Finally. For the first time since 1918, breaking an uh, 86 year drought the car. Um, that would be the reverse. Red Sox,
1: right? Joe so you just start to say <laughs> uh, <laughs> that. The yeah.
2: Sox are a team from Boston, your hometown. <laughs> yeah. That was a great fun
3: team too. That they were the Dirt Dogs.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and you guys, you were either not in Boston or you're out in the suburbs in, you know, Somerville where I was. I was the watching mean streets. it. Well, no, no, I'm just saying <laughs> everything was so dense that I could go out to my porch have our windows open during certain periods of the game, and mm-hmm. there was literally like this just roar, you know, coming from miles around, and it was kind of insane. It was a little yeah. scary. Actually, no, it's fantastic. How, uh, That's fantastic. it was fantastic. <laughs> but I mean, it was you know, it was kind of insane. I, I've never heard anything like that uh, since.
2: It was a wild run. Yeah, I was at Game Three of the ACLS yeah, with were. Rob, with Buddy Rob. That was a shellacking of nineteen to eight. The Yankees was, beat was us. a rough game. So we go down 0-3, and Robert are like, eh, well, you know, at least we can say I don't know we saw one of the worst beatdowns ever. But then, as Tom sure knows, they made a miraculous comeback, <laughs> winning a seven-game series, winning four games after being down 0-3. And uh, Tom, you want to tell us about how you felt when Dave Roberts uh, stole. <laughs> I felt good. good. I felt good.
3: <laughs> I watch. I I honestly watch that that sequence probably really? once a year. That is crazy. Yeah. Game
2: four, everyone. Check it out. In the ninth, Dave Roberts. So, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about 2004? Nah, I've
5: seen we Dave. We saw Dave uh, Roberts even, but, a couple of years ago and thanked him for that. Did you Actually, really? I saw him in a golf tournament. I'm like, I, I have to <laughs> really thank you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> oh, that's
2: awesome. <laughs> Made that's my year. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots also won the Super Bowl in 2004 uh, on sports-related news, as I seem to be only talking about sports. The uh, Summer Olympics returned to Greece. We had the uh, 29th Modern Olympiad in Greece, and uh, who was it, Michael Phelps set all sorts of awards. Uh, switching gears, let's see, in the uh, cultural world, uh, Facebook was founded by some douchebags from Harvard. The top song in the USA was Usher's Yeah with Lil John and Ludacris. Peace up, A-Town. Uh, I think that's how you do it, right? The V up and the A down. Seeing this is radio, me. I think they can really
3: benefit from your visual display, of <laughs> yeah. the hand signal.
2: I'm just trying to keep it real. You know, the uh, phrase wardrobe malfunction was introduced into uh. Uh, the lexicon. This was the year that Janet Jackson's breast, well, it wasn't even really her breast, right? She was wearing a pasty, I think. Uh, but no, that the, was exposed. It was like a metal nipple piercing.
3: Was it now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I I that close Uh, to it. It's what the most famous, you know, sort of wardrobe malfunction (laughs) of all time.
2: I it is details. How close did you get to the TV? And and I love Rock Your Body, okay? I love that JT song. I actually do like Rock Your Body. It's a good song. (laughs) Ashley Simpson was caught lip syncing on Saturday Night Live. Shocking. I watch that at
4: least once a year.
3: (laughs) Can we all admit that it's not that big a deal? Like she got done
2: dirty. agree 100%. Yeah, they all do it. They all do it. Mm-hmm. All right, anyhow. Well, tonight, I don't think we'll hear any lip syncing, uh, so why don't we just get right into it?
5: All right. Rich, you haven't opened up for a while. You want to uh, open the show up? Oh, love to. Man, yeah, 2004 again is, it's kind of a mystery for me because it's fun to go back and try and discover some of these gems. But I will start off, I'm not going to talk too much about it, with a little gem from our... One of our favorites, Wilco. And sorry, I'm not, I'm picking someone, a band that we've played recently in the past, but this is one of my favorite uh, Wilco albums, A Ghost Is Born. The song, the track I'm picking was actually, I think, from an EP that wasn't on the original Ghost Is Born album. It was added actually later on a deluxe, more of a deluxe version. Yeah, it's, it's way more punk. It's the punk side of Wilco rather than the alt country or that sort of ilk it's a fun little ditty called kicking television so let's jump right in
1: deep cuts Actually, Jeff Tweedy doing vocals or no?
5: Yeah. Is it really? It is. Yeah, yep.
4: I was wondering that too. It doesn't sound like him.
5: I know. No. It sounds like uh, Marky Smith, kind of. I mean, he a little bit of the fault, but yeah.
2: That's what happens when you kick television. It destroys your vocal cords.
5: I really, I like one. that album. Like theologians and handshake drugs. Those are the kind of the that's a good one. Bigger ones from that album, but is spider or
2: whatever on this? The the krautrock one or is that spiders. Later? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this song
5: yeah. Spiders, Kid yeah. Smoke
2: is on and then there, it. And yeah, there Spiders was
5: a 15-minute – they put a 15-minute song on that was just noise and pissed off a lot of people. There's
1: Yeah, why not? Weird song, <laughs> you will but. go. You can do whatever you want. Well, I'm up next. Um, can I just well,
3: – before you go, Tom, can I, I just like go on the record? Remember like a couple shows ago you like made this sort of remark about – the Replacements, sort of.
4: Oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. Are we picking old <laughs> wounds? You're playing no, the same, no, no, no. same three songs over and over again.
3: Yeah, I mean, this isn't the same comment, but I just, I, <laughs> I gotta say, Wilco, like, other than that first two records, <laughs> nah. they, they do, they yeah Wow. They li- do you lost them after they that. They do nothing for me.
4: Not uh-huh. even nah. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot? Nah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, we need to be very wow. careful of the position we're in to not be Wilco dads, you know. Um, i be a Wilco be dad. Mindful of that. You're happy to be a Wilco dad.
1: I mean, yeah. as all things go, it's worse, <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> it seems like a pleasant group to hang out with. A bunch of Wilco exactly.
2: Dads. I'm pleasant. I'm in the neighborhood. Hey. Nash isn't buying it though. Nah, not my cup of tea. Anyway, Thomas, sorry to
3: just derail you. No, go back. no, please. I, I think. I, I, just, you know, can... I mean, I think we we do some contrarian takes on this show. That's mine.
2: Absolutely. Okay.
3: Jeez. Not into the I'm replacements. Afraid. Not into Wilco. There, I said it. Someone's hey. got an error across his ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Well, I'm gonna play uh, a UK artist. The artist's name is Whitey. The poorly named oh, Whitey. Yeah. He released an album in 2004 called The Light at the End of the Tunnel is a Train, which I think is in many ways a personality. A lot of his work is kind of ironic and kind of clever and, you know, a little goes a long way. But I found this record to be exciting, partly because it seemed to be the first time I heard the indie electro sound, sort of like a a mix of electronic music and rock. It really feels like an an indie rock record, but it's done in a very unique way. So I'm going to play a song called Why Do You Have to Be Me and The Artist is Whitey, Steve Cuts Lost and Found, round 38, the year is 2004. To be like a really gritty, kind of fun, energetic, messy little record, and then they have these great little changes that were just like, ooh, it's like minimal ingredients, but like all kind of tough and interesting.
2: I can, I can remember when you introduced Whitey to me, I think it was through a cut copy remix,
1: yeah, Whitey of
2: totally. Going Nowhere. I think it was on an SMV best of 2004 or whatever.
1: Totally, I yeah. like I'll it. Yeah,
2: that's cool. It sounds can't I, like, you know, I think the Claxon's later yeah. band obviously influenced by these guys
4: yeah but I mean it sounds like you know very kind of uh, constructed in a studio not necessarily you know like almost put together like a hip-hop record but has yeah. a real kind of indie indie sound to it you know I' getting a lot of you know notes of, of tubeway army and, and Gary Newman during oh, some yeah, of that too that. in a way in a way that yeah. I liked um, but yeah not, I was not familiar with that I, I like that That was good
1: there's another band that had a similar sound which I also like, which was uh, Death from Above. They released their mm-hmm. debut that yeah, year. Yeah, I tried to pick something
4: from them too.
1: Yeah, I listened to the record. I didn't feel like anything kind of stuck out to me enough to to make it happen. Yeah, but, but I liked the fact that they had a similar thing. It felt like Gary Newman E, and it was structured and it was like committed to the sound, but it still has a little bit of a gritty rock and roll feel to it. Anyway, moving yeah. on, Mr. Billy Federico, what would you like to? Oh do me! Use us to the okay. year two thousand and four. Well, I
2: caught a little flack from Nash, although he seems to be shitting on everybody these days uh, for playing for playing <laughs> quiet songs last week. Yeah, he said I don't something about falling asleep. asleep. Um, no, I don't think I said that, did I? <laughs> me? What? No, I don't know. You probably had. Too many seltzers. You were getting a little surly. hopped up on bubbles. <laughs> I think. I, I think maybe Derek said something about
3: you being an emo dad. Yeah,
4: I definitely. I definitely accuse you of going emo. That yeah, was. You
2: did. I will admit to that because you were. I agree. I'm not hurt by that, but uh, I'm responding to the sleepy comment from last week. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's
1: a testy group tonight.
2: Yes, yes. So I'm gonna play. Actually, tonight I'm gonna play songs that are really upbeat. Number one and number two are from the oc no not the oc but we're actually singles but anyways um hopefully uh hopefully you'll indulge me
1: this the song breaking just, our code man that's breaking our code man. I,
2: I, well it's a single but i don't know who really knows it i don't I, you guys may know it and some music nerds may know it it was a bit of a hit for them i guess in, in the uk not even the u.s it's the rat by the Walkmen from their record okay. bows and arrows their second record this uh, is just so good. I, I couldn't pass on it. It's got a great bridge in the middle. You know, when I used to go out, I'd know everyone that I saw. Now I go out alone if I go out at all. I think, you know what? Can I say something? I yes. think that this would be a good
3: contender also for Derek's idea. I think it was Derek's idea. about. Remember how we did the openings mm-hmm. tracks show? The theme, the second tracks <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> show, um, which I love, by the way, and we should do. but. uh
2: yeah, this this was it would be a good candidate for that. Oh, it's just fast, furious. You got to play it loud. Everything about it, uh, it's got crazy drums, fast guitars, bass, keys, everything. Hamilton's voice, everything's just straining. It feels like it's at the breaking point. It's it, it's going to go over the edge. I tried playing it on guitar earlier today, and my hand almost fell off. Just a, just a real banger of a song. It's called "The Rat," and it's the Walkman. Few cuts.
1: so intense man it's so intense
2: try to air drum to that
1: yeah well it reminds me of like bands like The Wedding Present where like they play mm-hmm. so fast that you just feel like your whole body is just churning yeah. with energy like you can't keep your feet still and I don't yeah, this it's... is an unusual song for them in a lot of ways like this isn't really a sound that they did a lot more of no no there are not a lot of songs like
2: this by them it used to be called Girls Night Out was the original song and uh fun fact which likes the fun fact Ezra Koenig of Vampire Weekend was their intern. Hmm. And when he was at Columbia, he was an intern for the Walkman briefly. And he recalls this song when it was called Girls at Night.
4: Wait, 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 wait. Well, what what? what if, why does a band have an intern? Have what, how, how they were already that professionalized that they had intern
2: Well, it was their second album. You guys don't have interns?
4: <laughs> um, but I can see why you like a good chunk of that that song. He sounds like Greg Dooley.
2: Yeah, true uh, sure. like a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, that's
3: fair. Bill's code has been cracked. Exactly. <laughs> the thing really
1: Do Dude. Well, it's been a rock and start to the show. Derek, we well, you normally are the one to add the 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 rush. You're going to bring tumble. it down with some slow core. Yeah, what you going to do?
4: <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess I'm going to mix it up. This this might have um been better following Whitey, uh, you know, in terms of some of the things we were discussing, but I brought this up when we were all, you know, most of us were together recently, and uh, certainly got a very ringing endorsement from um, DJ Papa Grande, uh, Mr. Gulubek. This, I remember this this uh, record kind of surfacing, you know, kind of out of nowhere, and also being a thing that you couldn't get; like someone had to give it to you, or you had to find it online. Something called the Gray Album by Danger Mouse. And it was an art experiment experiment that he did just for, you know, for kicks, where he took Jay-Z's The Black Album and The Beatles' The White Album and kind of, uh, you know, slapped them together and just had fun, you know, kind of taking Jay-Z's lyrics and carving up, you know, The Beatles' White Album, some other stuff. And uh, it was just really exciting. and, And it kind of I guess it seems more poignant right now, given all the De La Soul resurface and the sort of renewed conversation and debate regarding, you know, sampling and, you know, how that impacted, you know, an amazing important band like De La Soul over so many years, literally their catalog has only just become available, you know, on streaming and they kind of uh, sidelined in a lot of ways because of the way they recorded their music and, uh, the you know the way it was made at the time, but I just remember this getting such a kick out of this record. It was so much fun and sued and kept off uh, the shelves. And you know, EMI killed it. But uh, you know, at least the two remaining Beatles were all for it. You know, I think McCartney and Ringo thought it was cool, but wasn't up to them. But anyways, it's Danger Mouse's The Grey album. This particular song is "What More Can I Say," which is kind of a combination of. The song, What More Can I Say? and Why My Guitar Gently Weeps. And uh, it's fun. It's great. And it's, uh, it's groovy. Deep cuts.
0: been a nigga that's good for this long, this hood, for this pop, this hot, for this strong, with so many different flows, this one's for this song, the next one I switch up, this one will get it up, these fucks too lazy to make up shit, they crazy, they don't paint pictures, they just trace me, you know what, Soon they forget where they pluck, they hold style from they trying to reverse the outcome, I'm like, tough! I'm not a writer, I'm a writer for myself and others. I say a big verse, I'm only big enough my brother. Big enough my barrel, I'm big enough to do it. I'm that barrel, plus I know my own flow is foolish. So the rings and things you sing about, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth. I'm in new sneakers, dual seaters, few divas. What more can I tell you? Let me spell it for you, W-I, double L-I-E. Nobody truer than H-O-V. And I'm back for more, New York's ambassador. I'm back to finish my business up.
1: mentioned that I'm a big fan of this record and and uh I actually have a, a, a vinyl copy of this thing there's only a few of that course really did. yeah uh, uh Brian hooked me up Danger Mouse hooked me up with it and oh, it's, it's so fucking wow cool. but it's like you know I think they like made it the name dropping has begun I know sorry <laughs> I was but...
2: having lunch with <laughs> Paul
1: <laughs> and, uh... Paul didn't bring it up um but,
2: what would what that have? fetch on eBay
1: Oh, God knows. God knows. It's probably the only thing I have that's worth any money. But uh, but is
4: it, is it like a stripped down thing or no, does it
1: actually have cover art and stuff? Cover art and the whole nine yards. Yeah, he printed oh. up a certain number of copies where like the police came after him. Derek but
2: just spit up on his press oh. shirt.
1: It's, so, it's, so, it's such an amazing record. Also, what's really exciting is that Jay-Z's Black album came out this year. So in other words, it got released this year. He chased down the acapellas and then he built this thing essentially like really quickly And this record, I think for everybody who loves mashups, and I certainly do, man, it just, our lids just blew off because it was, and you start listening to Jay-Z's lyrics in a way that I hadn't earlier, you know, like I had kind of snoozed on the album because I wasn't a big Jay-Z guy. And this made me listen and kind of follow his flow and get a sense of why people have been talking about what a, what a God he is, you know?
2: Yeah. Tell tell me this. I I don't get this. Why is Jay-Z such a God? What, what has he done?
1: I mean, like I said, I was never a huge fan, but I think yeah. he his flow is pretty amazing. He he's dense. Like if you listen to like Kanye's yeah. raps are actually pretty great. And you can follow oh, yeah. Yeah, what he's doing. Like he's a talented, smart guy. Jay-Z has that too, but he also has a lot of swagger. He's got a lot of personality. He's like- When's the last time he put out a record?
2: I don't mean to slag off on Jay-Z. He's obviously doing quite well and people like him. But. I think
1: he's a businessman these days. I don't think the making records of okay. yeah. artists is his, his right. jam right it's now. Man, so what is man. the art?
4: Yeah, but this record sort of reminds you like if- you know, hip-hop artists and producers were just given free reign yes. to just do anything and yes. sort of grab any anything from anywhere to make their music, you know, what kind of amazing things could we have had if we, right. you know, if that sort of era of your, you know, Bomb Squad and or De La Soul and Paul's Boutique, mm-hmm. if that had just been allowed to flower like anything, like what what would that have been? What would we have gotten, you know? Is there an um,
2: underground scene that does this?
1: Just be- I mean, it must be, but that you know, and and hip hop production is that I I always love the idea of it being something where like, once you release it in the world, it's out in the wild. And now you if you basically make something, you share the income of it. And if they had normalized that and said, Okay, if there's 80 samples, you break it down 80 times plus the other artists, that to me would have been a fair way of handling it. And then art would have really flourished because everyone would have made more money. Instead, like lawyers got involved and things got sued and they La Soul's career got halted.
2: What are the current rules and laws on this? I have no idea.
1: Copyright violations are a big deal and people will yeah. get sued.
2: You, basically, you have to pay otherwise. You got you to clear and
4: pay for everything that you're yep. putting out. You know, and there's there. records right.
1: that get shut down when they're already printed and cannot get released because somebody caught a copyright right. violation right. and, and, and did a okay. cease and desist. I mean, okay. the money you can lose from having an uncleared sample or, you know, a big thing like that is, is huge. And I think Danger Mouse yeah. ended up having to do other projects to essentially pay off the damage to this particular record because i think he i forgot capital was tied to the gorillas record i think there was some connection between emi and that so i think there was a whole bunch of stuff where i mean again i don't know the details of it but it is a really Mm. i don't know the record was to me such a bomb i'm so glad you dropped it derek because it's such an important record this year and uh big fan fun stuff mr chris nashawadi you get to close out our first set
3: hi i'll do it so i'm gonna play uh a Franz ferdinand song you yeah, I am. This was the album that I wanted The Strokes album to be. Do you know what I mean? Like
2: What? Uh, no, uh, look at Nash just spewing out nonsense tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Uh,
3: Mr. Hot Take. I love it. Keep going. I mean, I like The Strokes record fine, but uh, to me this... I'm <laughs> getting angrier about the minute. He's bright red. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I like this one better. I, and it's got I don't know. I just think they, they do what they do better. Anyway, this song, I love the song. It's called Michael, and um, it's it's one of the lesser sort of non hits on the record, and it's terrific. And so hit it, and then afterwards, you all can throw spitballs at me. Not in produce. I don't care. Deep cuts.
1: Want to send that out as a dedication to anybody <laughs> no
2: not really long distance
3: for this one <laughs> Derek looks, looks like he can't wait to tell me how wrong i am <laughs> that this is better than the stroke
4: he's dumb you know it's it's apples and oranges in my you know as far as i'm really? concerned it's like well i mean they're both you know they're both these sort of i love you both they came out they came out of this era of like these bands that were derivative of, of things that we liked like the strokes or, you know, derivative. Uh, I don't know. I guess I get more of like a velvet underground Some, feel from the Strokes, and Franz Ferdinand is more like a goofy gang of fours. Um, Ooh, you know, but I, I mean, I, I like this record. Compliment, Chris. Yeah, I, don't I like this <laughs> record. Goofy I went. It was, was not an adjective. I I, went to, see, <laughs> I
2: mean, it's good if you were a child. And...
4: <laughs> no, I went to see them. I saw them around this yes, time. I enjoyed it me too. But I don't know. I I thought the I enjoyed
2: the Strokes records more than yeah. that
6: I thought.
4: This, yeah.
2: but uh, I like the fun. I like the fun. Franz Ferdinand is just damn fun. already oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean the Strokes are fun too. So I'm not slagging the Strokes. I'm not, so, the strokes so folks so out fun. there know that I'm a big Strokes fan, and Franz Ferdinand <laughs> <laughs> fans know that I'm behind you too. Michael's not. Who are man. you, Rob? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we spent a lot of time with him in Montana. <laughs> <here. I'm still laughs> <robbed laughs> off of it. <that. laughs> Jesus. Are oh, we shaking um, hands outside?
4: Right. Anyway, well, we just can jump Fence stop to fence
7: stop. <laughs> it was
5: a good pick regardless, right? Yeah, it was a great pick.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Come and good dance pick. with me, Michael.
5: All right.
1: Rich, yeah, where would you like to dance to?
5: Uh,
1: <laughs> Pacific Northwest.
5: <laughs> to a tire factory tire factory in Akron, Ohio, I think we're going to go. Oh, what? So the Black Keys, these two fellows, met when they're eight or nine years old. Self. This is a self-produced album. This is their third album in 2004, Rubber Factory. They had to move out of Patrick Carney, recorded their first two albums in his basement, had to move out, move to this vacated tire factory. They had quite a following because I think they sold a few songs. They promoted a few, sold out maybe a few of their songs from this album to get them to 2011 when I started listening to them probably and maybe most of people started really paying attention with that El Camino album lonely boy song all that that was 2011 but this we're 2004 these kids from akron ohio they actually i think one of them was the captain of the soccer team uh dan auerbach lead singer
2: <laughs> he's gotta be cool
5: <laughs> and the drummer <laughs> was not what uh, position did he play i don't know I, I i don't have that fun of a fact but you know bluesy duo rock band uh, everything they do i i i More or less like that's very hooky. This song, uh, it should be a little over two minutes, Tom. That's a warning. I do have another fun fact for this. Fun fact The Tire Factory, General Tire, is now a vacant lot, and that's where they shot the cover, the cover album for El Camino. That's where it is. Yeah.
2: Nice. Fun fact.
5: It is a good one. Nice. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the song is Keep Me, and the album is Rubber Factory by the Black Keys. Deep cuts.
1: from a couple way
2: I like the fact that it sounds like they're playing right in front of me.
1: Yeah.
2: Like it's yes. recorded in my living room, which yeah. is people I think try to do that, but I don't know that it always turns out so well, but this really sounds like it's right in, right here. Nice. Yeah. So, There's nothing I, added to it. I'm
4: really addicted to these uh certain YouTube channels that have these guys talking about their guitars and gear mm-hmm. and stuff. Go on. There's really good ones for the Black Keys because he likes- Gear these, Hub. Well, he just, uh, no, like a, what is it, a premier guitar maybe? Um, he just likes these super Stop. jacked up weird guitars and he, you know, that are just absolutely awful for any guitar tech to try to keep <laughs> moving and, and sounding right, um, you know, because he just he likes these crazy weird looking things with all these, you know, knobs and buttons and features that- you know, no self-respecting guitar should really have. Um, But he just (laughs) likes these weird cases. Um, And there's just some really great interviews with his guitar tech talking about all these just really bonkers, really fun guitars that he has that, you know, uh, no self-respecting serious guitarist would ever play. Um, But he just likes them because
2: they're so Mm -hmm. weird.
4: Um, And he brings them back to life and plays them. I like it.
2: Who wants to
1: see Derek's YouTube history?
2: (laughs) No. <laughs> I do <laughs>
1: Well I'm up next. Uh, I don't think there's any way I can do anything but but do a quick u-turn so I'm gonna shift it up completely Of course this is
2: from a Belgian
1: duo. <laughs> no 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 this is this is uh this is Minneapolis this is Prince. What what Yeah Prince? So, wait, is this
2: during okay. the Prince years or during when he was a symbol?
1: No, this is a Prince this is a Prince year. I think he had just switched back from being the symbol to this. He's the yeah. artist now known again as Prince. Exactly. Prince. So 2004 he released an album called Musicology, but he released it in a really unique way. He gave it away for free to everybody who went on the Musicology tour, which was running from like March until September, and that was sort of how the album got released. Um this song was not a single, but I love when you hear Late, I would say, in somebody's career When you kind of stop paying attention to somebody You hear a performance and you just realize Everything you loved about that artist is alive and well And to me, this song captures Prince at the height of his powers It is called Call My Name It is deep cuts lost and found The year is
7: 2004 Call Call my name
8: morning Calling out my name It had been so long since I've heard it That it didn't really sound quite the same, no But it let me know That my name Had never really been spoken before Before the day I carried you Through the bridal path door
9: Ever since the day I haven't wanted any one
7: but
8: The war if the hell of love as sweet as you forget what they were fighting for Watch a man who the to world today? day land of the free somebody lied, they can bug my phone and people round.
1: He plays every instrument on this song of course he does yeah the only That's bits it, are yeah, so great that man what a stunner lovely, lovely Tom, did you actually
2: give me a little bit of guff about playing singles
1: today? <laughs> I ah. think it, this is not a single though
2: oh no it was only 75 on the charts um and won Ooh. a grammy I, oh. And won a Grammy. Ooh. And, Ooh. Although otherwise, it's a very deep,
1: deep Grammy. All right, that's oh. oh. incredible. Wow. That's fine. Touche. Touche. Has a bunch Touché. of
2: has has
4: posthumous music started coming out from him, or has there not been anything? What's a happened? Bit. Was, a bit. Does anything there's, come out?
2: There's that one alone on the piano one. Oh. Um, I haven't been paying it. attention, but I was just curious. No, there you got a
4: guy it. like that. It's just got so oh, much music at the that, vault no they yeah we call it the vault
1: yeah but, but man what a perform but you're, yes you're right this is probably an unfair example it was never released as a single but it did actually chart so i think That's- it
3: levels out with all of his like you know bolivian disco and <laughs> you know croatian folk music and it really is you gotta yeah. It's it's a balancing act. It's That's the true.
1: sweet
2: with the salad. Of course, yeah, this yeah. will be
1: the one that we get like the takedown notice on. Thank you very much, yeah. Thomas. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, nicely done. Yeah, nice. All right. So on this was note, his
5: peak. This was his peak. You said this was his peak, Tom. Two thousand. Wait, Tom didn't call this his peak. I think yeah. he said. Yeah, I don't. I, did I he? You said no. We peak didn't of say that. his powers. No, no, no. no, no. I, well, I, we can I,
1: roll no, back. Oh no! If I did, I misspoke. No, I what I meant to say is. I love the fact that he, it was five years from the previous record that he had done, a previous record, and it was 10 <laughs> years from when he did it on his okay. Prince because he peak was a symbol. So it was a long window away. And then he came okay. back with this, which is to me, Got like, it. we talked about doing a comeback record thing. And I thought, like, this Don't is. Don't call it a comeback. comeback. He's
2: been here for years. It,
1: it was another peak. It was just another peak. <laughs> another peak. <laughs> One of many. <laughs> All right. Many well, big. Billy Federico, you can uh, lead us forward. What would you like <laughs> to do? Your back. second pick, 2004. <laughs> How did that
2: happened so quickly? I know. Well, I'm going to keep it fun. Uh, Nash played a really fun song by Franz Ferdinand. I'll keep it fun. I'm going to play a, uh, a nervy dance rock. I guess that's what was happening, I guess, in this time. A lot, a lot of the rock yeah. bands were re- rediscovering dance music. This is a song called I Love You Because I Have To, which is the debut single by uh, Dog's Die in Cars, I believe. In Hot Cars. Dogs Die in Hot Cars. Correct. Uh, This is their only record. They put out one record called Please Describe Yourself, and then they were gone. I want to say Nash turned me on to these guys. wasn't me. Really? I have this weird memory of you saying, God, this sounds like, uh, you know, XTC from Drums and Wires. Uh, Not me. Maybe that's another guy. I don't know. Uh, Anyhow, this is just a really fun song. Uh, I hope you enjoy. It's called I Love You Cause I Have To. Deep Cuts.
8: Green in my eyes makes me so much compassion. I gonna change button and style and some rounds and
7: I could have change, but too much different science, so now I'm selling up
1: I totally forgot about these guys. Totally, I, I wish didn't.
2: I had introduced that to you. That was good. Yeah. What's interesting, I well, Tom, I think you played the demo. I don't know that I meant to upload that one, but oh, the, did there's I? actually horns in the, in the song. It's even a little fuller song.
1: Oh my wow. bad. I think I'm, I'm even old. more ska. Yes, yeah, um, I pulled that from my um, version, which is probably an early version. Sorry about oh,
2: that. Tom, of course, has the version released <laughs> before anyone else got <laughs> it. No one else has this. It's worth like hundred thousand dollars on eBay, but I'm not going to sell it. Got it. Um, No, but uh, just a fun song. You didn't tell me about this, Nash? No. Really? Yep. Okay. All right. Some other guy named Nash.
1: Is that a subtle way of getting a vote? I don't know.
2: (laughs) Well, I was hoping to get one, but now I'm not even complimenting because it wasn't him. Poorly played for Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, uh, Derek,
3: you are up next. What would you like to play?
4: (laughs) Oh, boy. I've been kind of ping-ponging between two picks and... I think I'm going to kind of continue with the kind of being influenced by you, Tom, and, and the direction I go with my pick. Talk
2: about sucking up for a vote.
4: <laughs> well, no, I just it just sort of like when he said Minneapolis, I was like, all right, there's my there's my okay. sign from that the gods the that from I'm going to. The I'm going to, god, Tom, love you. I'm going to talk about the Hold Steady. I kind of became aware of them around this time from their record "Almost Killed Me" and uh, this particular song called "The Swish" was. A really fun uh fun song you know it's like just drop you into these weird stories of sort of debauchery and and drugs and weird nicknames but you know they kind of (laughs) between like you know between this sort of like soaring almost classic rock stuff and the sort of weird excited way he delivers his lyrics you know it just sort of makes like you know passing out on a dirty couch at a party because you're too drunk or stoned to go home sound heroic (laughs) but i don't know i I get a kick out of this i really get a kick out of this band um and this song is sort of just a real real perfect chunk of uh of all those you know aspects of what they do um that i was just talking about uh it is the swish from the Hold steady
1: man that is fantastic it's like that's a, a fun Greg one. Finn
2: was name dropping even more than Tom
1: yeah <laughs> right it's like a like a Stooges ACDC cover band led by Johnny Leiden it's fantastic oh that's <laughs> wow. good Tommy well done.
3: and you didn't <laughs> you know, have time to prepare that
1: I don't know that was,
3: was good he had about three minutes well I mean, yeah song. exactly
8: <laughs> I,
4: I I I when he says those I picture like that the uh, the pachinko thing where it goes ping, 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 ping. Oh, He's yeah, just got yeah. like ten bands and they're all going bing, 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 and three <laughs> land and they just and he says them. I don't that's know how his brain does that, but it does. That's
1: fantastic. Fun
2: fact. You guys know where he went to college, Craig Finn?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Boston oh, no. College. Uh, oh, really? BC, BC boy. You know, alma mater. Your he alma wrote he wrote for the uh, was that newspaper? The Heights. He wrote about music, like album reviews, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. makes sense fantastic well uh chris you get to close out the show
3: i do huh that's mm-hmm. exciting yeah i'm gonna mix it up i i you know i didn't even really intend to play this song i'm just in the mood to hear it wow look I'm morris he says some dumb shit a lot <laughs> and i don't defend him but i like don't him Don't be so defensive just play the song You and love. uh you know i like this uh, i didn't i didn't I, uh,
2: I'm, sort of, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of. Are you I'm, recommending something because it doesn't sound like it?
3: I'm lukewarm on his solo output, but I do like this song from You Are the Quarry. It's called "I Have Forgiven Jesus." It's nice. It's. I mean, it's bitter, but it's nice. It's. It's. It, it. gets to me. It's. It sort of hits those Morrissey pleasure centers that I enjoy. I was gonna play something a little more rocking, but nah. Let's close it on with little uh, little maws. a rare occurrence. And this, this song is a rare occurrence when he doesn't put his foot in his mouth. So hit it. <laughs>
9: I was a good kid. I wouldn't do you no harm. I was a nice kid. With a nice paper round. Good to me. Condescension Thursday is pathetic By Friday Life has killed me By Friday Life has killed me
1: he just keeps going it's like a james bond theme for the bipolar it's pretty fantastic
7: (laughs) (laughs) you give todd three minutes and he kills wow that is good
3: some good ones tonight (laughs) it's the line of the night oh Oh, my my goodness sir
1: it reminds you of the verb
2: oh and there's eddie right behind him right
1: exactly he's here
2: but does anybody act as cocky and as much of a victim or put upon as Morrissey, it's like a no. weird combination. It's amazing. It. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's th- a good. It's a good. I would not it, have I, predicted like you'd play Morrissey or Franz Ferdinand.
4: Yeah.
7: yeah,
2: yeah.
4: I like to mix it up.
3: Yeah. yeah my
2: biggest surprise tonight, Chris Nashawaty. Mm-hmm.
7: I
4: don't know what it was, but this record really got a stuck stuck to me at this time too. I really. I got super obsessed with the Last of the Gang to Die song off this record. I absolutely love that song. He had such a killer band at this time, too. And they like they all dressed really well. I, I liked it.
3: I tend to play it a lot because it's in the CD on my CD rack. It's like a little bit bigger than the other CDs, the way it came in like a Cardboard rather than plastic case, and it sticks out, and so it's very smart. It's like putting the ice cream at eye, eye level for kids. You know what I mean? It's very, very smart marketing. Anyway, uh, good song, good Morrissey album. I don't think that we'll be playing him in the rest of our run of years. So probably oh, not. We, never, we, we shall last, see. Never know.
1: Last gasp for the Maws. Does anyone know what you are the quarry references or what it's related to?
3: Well, a quarry is something that you're hunting, right? Right. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess you know you're you're the one I'm hunting for.
4: Yeah, maybe, maybe, or
3: Or,
1: you know,
4: if you're yeah, you are the data. If uh, you're not paying for the service, you know, you are the product.
1: (laughs) That too. Uh,
3: That's a very cynical take. I like the way Derek went with that. Nice.
1: Well, let's 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 do further listening then, right? So, uh, uh, Chris, why don't you lead off with further listening? What would be your suggestion? Okay,
3: I'll do that. I'm ready. Um, this was the song I was gonna play, but I didn't. Uh, it was the rocking song, Mark Lanigan band, uh, Bubblegum. I was gonna play "Hit the City" with PJ Harvey on it. Great song, mm-hmm. great driving song. You know, guy with his gargling shards of glass voice, <laughs> and uh, passed away what last year in right, Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so recently departed. Pour one out for Mark Lanigan. I'm sure he'd want you to pour out more than one. <laughs> Mark Linnigan, but uh, he's open seven?
1: mouth in the earth, catching every little drop. <laughs>
3: but no, it's a great record. Really good record. I think my favorite solo record is.
1: Nice. Rich, what would be your suggestion for, for listening? The year 2004.
5: Uh, can I can go to the Deep South, of Alabama. One of the more progressive bands politically from Alabama, Drive by Truckers. I have not seen them live, but they seem like they'd be a lot of fun. The album is The Dirty South. They have a lot of commentary on kind of the hypocrisy and all the shit that goes on in the South, but they still have that Southern sound. Uh, this album uh, has features Jason Isbell, who has you know obviously a pretty solid solo career now, um, and Patterson Hood. They kind of alternate on vocals on this album, and they got a lot of good songs. So, The Dirty South.
4: Is this the song that has that Never Gonna Change song on it? Is that on this record? Yes.
1: Yep, ah, I like that one. Yep. That's one. That's a good one. Nice, great pick. <laughs> I'm going to suggest a, a score album. In 2004, Alexandre Desplat released a score to a film by Jonathan Glazer, the second film Jonathan Glazer did. The first film he did was Sexy Beast. Second film was Birth. And I found this score to be one of the most astonishing pieces of, of classical score I'd ever heard. And I just think it's one of my favorite scores of all time. The movie itself is 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 an acquired taste. I I, I have acquired it. I understand when people don't dig it. But I think it's special and it's, and it's brave and it's interesting. And I think this score is truly one of the most remarkable things to listen to. So Alexandre Desplat's uh, score to the film Birth. Uh, Nicole Kidman uh, is the lead in it, and she is a, a woman who's convinced by a 10-year-old boy that he is the reincarnated spirit of her dead husband. And it's an interesting film, and the story goes from there. So that's my recommendation for 2004. Um, I was like a twofer,
3: a movie
1: and wow. a, sound, a yeah. soundtrack.
3: I don't think he's recommending the movie so much, though.
2: More <laughs> yeah. the score than the movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mean... picking up on all the nuance. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Well, Billy, I'm sure you have nuance to your pick. Why don't you drop that? Oh, oh it's a
2: very nuanced pick, Tom. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to recommend a song, which I I think may have just become available on streaming, although I'm not absolutely sure. I actually had to record it from my, not my VCR, but my uh, Blu-ray player, my DVD player. Uh, it's a song called Everybody's Gotta Learn Sometimes from uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yeah. Mind. If you remember, Beck does this song. And I think it's near the end of the song. Uh, I mean, near the end of the movie. Um, and I loved it, and I so I had to record it, you know, with my tape deck or whatever. And uh, I later learned it's a cover. It's a cover of a band by the called the Corgis, like like the dog. And uh, the original is not very good, I, at least not to my ears. Uh, but this song is terrific. It's called Everybody's Got to Learn Sometimes. It's by Beck. Uh, try to find it. It's
1: really good. Yeah, that's right. a great pick. Um, that whole score, by the way, for that film is is magical. John Bryan did the score to it, and it's John uh, Bryan. It's John beautiful. Bryan. I think John might have been on this track with Beck. Um, it was. Mm. I'm not sure, but I, I I think that's a fantastic soundtrack. Another great soundtrack from the same year. Uh, and Derek, what is your pick?
4: It's the fifth album from the band Tortoise. The record, it's all around you, and I just remember really. Getting into this record a lot at the time, I, you know, I don't know if Tortoise fans love this record as much or, I, you know, I don't know if it got really reviewed very well, but it got its hooks into me. I really quite enjoyed it. You know, it's kind of um, a lot of instrumental, a lot of sort of interesting, strange arrangements. Um, but I, I really liked it. And uh, I went back to it um, the other day and and had a kick uh, listening to it again. So it's All Around You by Tortoise. Very nice.
1: Yeah, actually, Tortoise records as a whole are always really interesting because I don't know if anyone is a huge fan of the entire Tortoise record, but I always find myself kind of transfixed by individual songs on them. Yeah. they're they're a really interesting band. They're a band that's really worth if you got, if you have a, a road trip, I think they're great to put on for road trips because you can be patient and really kind of listen through them. Nice pick. Agreed. Social media, Billy Federico, you are our maven for social media. What would you how would you recommend yes, people find us? <laughs> all the
2: usuals uh facebook instagram twitter and of course check us out also on patreon where you can get a bonus round where we do this all over again the winner of the uh the deepest cut or the favorite deep cut uh gets to start off in the bonus round playing the first song and then we go around one more time so one more round but just search for uh, deep cuts lost and found
1: And a big thank you to Paolo Cassini for putting together the production, did a great job on this. Um, His podcast is also definitely worth checking out. I think the song will go on, but it's a great podcast worth checking out. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what we've played tonight. We have a fun thing here. We have the vote, which is basically we all get to vote for what is our favorite discovery of the night. We cannot vote for our own song. We have to vote for somebody else's. Uh, I'm going to read off to you what we listen to. So Rich opened the show up tonight with Wilco and Kicking Television that is from the deluxe edition of A Ghost is Born. Uh, I came in with Whitey, an artist out of the UK, with a song called Why You Have to Be Me that is from his debut album The Light at the End of the Tunnel is a Train. Billy came in with the New York band The Walkmen and their rousing rocker The Rat from their album Bows and Arrows. Derek came in with a bootleg. It's Danger Mouse. What more can I say? Not available on any streaming platform. Very hard to find, but it's a beautiful, beautiful, fantastic record. It is the the Grey album, a mashup of Jay-Z's White Album and the Beatles. I'm sorry, the Jay-Z's Black Album and the Beatles' White Album. Chris came in with Franz Ferdinand and the love song, Michael, uh, from Franz Ferdinand is their their self-titled debut. Rich came in with the black keys keep me from rubber factory i came in with prince call my name from musicology billy came in with dogs die in hot cars i love you because i have to that is from their album please describe yourself there one record right uh, at least one correct uh, and derek came in with the hold steady the song is called the swish from almost killed me and chris closed it out with the great morrissey I have, or at least great at times, uh, the Morrissey of I Have Forgiven Jesus and his album, You Are the Quarry. Strongly recommended record to check out if you haven't listened to it in a while. It actually does hold up very nicely. Uh, That is it. Is everybody ready to pop into the chat your picks? Mm
4: -hmm. Let's do it.
1: All right. On a one, a two, and a three. Hit it.
3: Uh, We have... uh, No one voted for... All right, so I voted for the Prince song. Derek voted for Whitey. Bill voted for France Ferdinand, Rich voted for uh, really? Dogs Die in Our Cars, and Tom uh, voted for the whole steady. So did anyone get- Tom wins
4: two votes, two different songs. Oh,
3: five, two different songs, two different yeah, ones. Tom. You got Prince and Warwick.
1: Pyrrhic Warnie. victory. All
3: right. Fair Pyrrhic, a Pyrrhic, <laughs> <the line>. Technical
1: <laughs> victory. <laughs> I'm glad how quickly you got wow. the Pyrrhic in there. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a KO, not a knockout. That's right. Tom's <laughs> on
3: a roll.
4: He's on a roll.
1: All right, well. uh He's uh, on
3: a roll, right? Yeah, yeah he's been yeah. a few weeks
4: in a row. Paid his dues with some obscure Balkan stuff that was never going to get a vote. <laughs> and, uh you know, now he's, he's now rising he's to the top up. like so much cream. So he's gone mainstream. Then.
1: That's Yeah, right. get the money, Dollar Dollar
4: dolla Bill, y'all.
1: I've sold out. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of, uh, of <laughs> an amazing group here, Dark Brain, Bill Federico, Chris Nashawady, Rich Air, myself, Thomas Golovich, and Dollar Dollar Bill, y'all. We'll come on back it's deep cuts lost and found this has been round number 38 uh 2004 has been the year we have only a couple more shows in season two please send us any notes you have on our social media platforms we look forward to catching y'all soon catch you soon
0: bye